0: Seven days a week, 24 hours a day, live radio contact.
1: This week's Dev on the Detail podcast. I'm Rob Parks and we're here talking all things Salford Red Devils. joining the show this week as everywhere, Paul White. Sound right, Paul? Hey, Rob.
0: You okay, mate? How's your week been, mate? Yes, yeah, sound mate. Sound. I can't wait for Thursday. Really excited about getting there, uh, getting to the witness Salford game on Thursday. I've had a nice little break, for my holidays, and uh, yeah, looking forward to, the, to getting back to the action now, mate.
1: Yeah, it's been a, been a week off for you in the sun. Um, I was up. I went to Hull, long drive up with uh, Young Ryan. Um, Long drive back as well. I yeah, believe, I'll it? tell you what the motorway we shut between was it Junction. You live round there, was it Junction 21? 18 to 20. Yeah, right? and it, sent, it sat nav sent us off over hill, hill and down Dale. It was crazy, crazy things. Two hours took me to get back to to where I live in Sale. It was a it was a nightmare. I didn't get home
0: till three. We were chatting about this before. I think Gareth Walker's put some stuff on Twitter on about getting back from Yorkshire on Friday nights. Mm. And it is a pain that motorway at the moment. It's like I was chatting to a, a lad I know today about it. He's saying he said he watched the program last week about. Building motorways in China, and apparently they built one in three weeks. They've been doing that for five years now, and really, all they've done is put a bit of time out there and some speed cameras up. So, <laughs> what's going on? Yeah. But uh, but yeah, but yeah, you braved it there, didn't you? I was I was gutted not to be there myself. Um, I listened to the, the match commentary on BBC Radio Manchester and it enjoyed the commentary, but it was it was not being there, You're not a bit of cheering on. It was a tough night. Yeah, and I have to have a special shout out
1: for all the people who yeah, managed to get know, down to Hull. Yeah. There wasn't many, but you know, all that way on a Friday night, traffic chaos. You know, you've got to you got to give everyone a round of applause. Uh, even people like me who
0: don't go every week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, credit to Amal. I saw the photos of Amal, and like I said, I, I was just gutted I couldn't be at the, the game, even though we lost. I felt a bit guilty not being there. But yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, to getting back in the action this week. And uh, like we said, there, yeah, best of luck to everybody this week, and, and well done for going there because it was a, a difficult, difficult night. yeah So we're. Uh,
1: Lots of things going on the show this week. Uh, we've got an interview with Ian Watson talking about uh, the defeat against Hull. We've got all the news coming out of Solfora Devils this week, as well as news as new signings. Um, we've got the amateur report from Paul uh, with the local sides, their fixtures and results for the coming week, and then we preview the game against Widnes on uh, Thursday night. Thursday, God, I thought it was a uh, Friday night then for a second. So what we'll do then? We'll start with the news. News. So, all the news coming out of Soul for Red Devils, Paul. Uh, two new signings. One, in, well, two in, one out.
0: That was a surprise. I thought that was a, a surprise. There. Well, Haraki, quite a senior player. He's played more or less every week this season. He? Quite a regular. Does a lot of work off the field as well. And we're not blessed with the club. And I thought that was a funny. one come in he's a middle as Ian Watson a prop forward a good offload game he's a utility back I think he played wings full back as well so he's got a bit of some exciting tries so it'll be interesting to see how they go are they both in, this, they're not in, this, are they in the squad this weekend? I've not seen the squad yet. Uh,
1: neither have I yet, but we'll, we'll get on to that. We'll double-check that. I know Well,
0: Iraqi's in the witness squad, isn't he? And he played against Catalan in their defeat on, on Saturday over there. So he, he has played it one game for them. So that adds a bit of extra spice to the game, Rob, doesn't it, this uh, this Thursday?
1: Yeah, obviously all the fans have been crying out uh, for new blood into the squad. And, you know, the two players there will, will bring a bit of freshness to the, to the squad, a bit of competition, Paul. And, and that's what you want in you know times like this where, you know, backs up against the wall extra bodies can make all the difference
0: yeah well certainly certainly, um, losing well as a blow but we, we've got two players that have come in and those players I'm sure are going to want to impress aren't they coming in now for it from witness like halfway through a season it's the business end of the season now as well um, and they'll be looking for contracts at Salford next season I don't know whether Ed's already signed the contracts I'm not too sure I don't know whether Greg has either so if they haven't they're, they're going to be wanting to impress Ian Watson and, and the coaching staff and make sure they get themselves a deal at Salford for next year but yeah, it's it's a business end now, Robin. We're gonna to have to start winning soon, and um, hopefully these guys can give us that that bit of enthusiasm, a bit of an extra push to get us over the line this Thursday. Yeah, obviously, with with the top,
1: you know, the eights coming up, either bottom eight, bottom bottom eight, or the top eight. You know, injection of bodies and and you know, cash at this point can be crucial. It can kind of you know put you
0: where you want to be in the season. Well, certainly, yeah, and you've only got to look at Alkingston Rovers. They're signing players out and strengthening their side. I think they're bringing in uh, Joel Tompkins. They've already signed him, I think, haven't they? So he's a decent player I know he's got in trouble the last few weeks hasn't he but he's a good player on his day he's going to strengthen their side and I think there's rumours about him signing other players so teams tend to do that don't they at this stage of the season now it's his panic stations if you end up in that, in that bottom four you don't want to end up in that and you know, obviously, four of us are going to end up in it, and it's going to be going to be tough. Now our backs are against the walls. There's a gap now, sort of developing. So Huddersfield play Catalans this weekend. It's vitally important that we get the result against Widnes because one of those sides is going to pick up points, if not both of them. Mm. Yeah,
1: winning is important, Paul. especially the run we're on as well. It's it, it come it can come down just to one moment, can't it? Because obviously, one moment can turn a can turn a club season, and we're looking for that one big moment.
0: Well certainly here yeah, and witness have recently parted company with Dennis Betts, so Francis Cummins, their uh, sort of caretaker coach. I think he's in charge now until the end of the season, if I've read that right. So uh, they're gonna be able to look impress Francis and if they're to get a result against us, you know, God forbid, on Thursday, that then sort of gives them a bit of impetus, gets them on eight points and only two points behind us then and I don't know what their fixtures are. I think they play four I'm sure I watched the Super League show today. I think their next four games are away from home. They've already played one in Catalan, they've got us and they've got two more away games after that before we back at the selection security stadium in Witness, so they've got a tough run at the moment so they'll be looking to pick up a win but I listened to Francis Cummins interview and he was saying you know like you said before you only text one win it gets a bit of confidence it gets the supporters back on side and that on the other side of the coin that's the same for us if we can get a result against Witness, that gives you renewed confidence it gives everybody a lift we're on a, a bad run of 60 feet now so you know any win is a good win at this stage. It just gives everybody a lift.
1: Yeah, I suppose Ian Watson and, and the coaching staff are going to be working hard to try and get that one win. And, you know, I'm sure, you know, the players are there, that they, they are working hard as well. And that second half against Hull, obviously we're going to talk about Hull in a bit, aren't we? But, you know, moments like that, you think to yourself, it could be the start of that turn around the corner. And, you know, you're hoping that, you know, again a win against Widnes on Thursday uh, will be just the start.
0: I think at the moment Rob you'll, you'll clutch onto any sort of bit of optimism <laughs> won't you know what I mean but you've got to do haven't you otherwise what are you going to do just give up and go home you've got to re- we've got to do haven't we I mean people might say oh yeah they put the cue on the rack all but I listened to it on the radio and it did sound like we had a, quite a lot of ball in that second half, completion rate was good and we created some chances so that game's gone now, It's no use moaning about the last six games, we lost this, we lost that, we've got to focus on the games that are in front of us now and uh, with Widders being the start so witness aren't going to be easy, it's not going to be a pushover that game, they're going to come there fired up, they've already beat us once this season, in fact that was their last win, they've not won since March when they beat us, I think they've lost 8-9 on the trot since then so... But in those games, they've come close. They push Wigan all the way. They push Leeds all the way in the Challenge Cup. So they've got players who can who can do damage. So we've got to be switched on to win that game on Thursday.
1: Yeah, talking about the our departure, Welarraki going to witness. Paul, you know we wish him all the best. And, you know he's been a, a very good player for us uh, in his uh, time at Salford Does a lot of work at Salford City Roots as well. Um, you know, so
0: we wish him well. Yeah, he's played a lot of games over the last few years and. Been quite a consistent performer as well. He does the business, he does a lot, of the, a lot of the the hard work, doesn't he? A lot of the tackling. He's not one of the most glamorous sort of players going, but he's, he's a worker, and you, you know what you're going to get from Wellerac here every week. You're going to get that commitment 100% from him. And like you said, he does a lot of work with, with the junior club, Salford City Roots. I think his kids play there, don't they? And a nice guy off the field as well. So wish him all the best. I mean, he's, he's clocking on a bit now. He's probably at the twilight end of his career. So if he can get a contract, to, he's going to Hulk is is not he, next season? He's playing on loan at Widness, and I believe he's, he's signed a deal there, hasn't he? I read the league express this week and he's going there so to work with tim sheen so we wish him all the best in, in his future and on the flip side of that paul I, I
1: don't have to get his name wrong wrong every week
0: well I, I was thinking that the other day when i heard the announcement i thought oh god i feel sorry for rob now he's, uh, <laughs> he's his favorite player well raki
1: <laughs> yeah it has become a problem but we fixed it now just in time for him to leave so um next bit of news um super league head of super league have changed um that's interesting
0: yeah, just before we, we go on to that, you've got another name to, to get right now. Uh, did you get it wrong before? Greg Bird. It's Greg, Greg Burke, <laughs> isn't it? I can, uh, you're going to call him Greg Bird before the end of the season, aren't you? But, uh, yeah, being serious, I'm serious. No, yeah, we've heard all that today. It's, um, it's been quite a bit of a whirlwind, really, hasn't it? The, the new CEO coming out with this this statement and uh, these new plans for, for 2019. It's, it's different and it, it's strange, really, because it, we've only had a couple of seasons of... Um, the million pound game, haven't we? And, and they ch- decided to to change it again, and that's one thing that seems to happen in rugby. We don't really seem to get the longevity of anything, do we? To let things bed in. And I thought, I, I didn't agree with the the super eights and the the middle. I thought it was a bit of a naff idea. But as it as it progresses, you, you sort of get used to it. And now they're going to change things. And I think I think promotion and relegation's a, a better idea. It gives gives clubs the, the sort of the incentive and at the start of the season rather than you know, you could be like Lee or whoever, win that championship by or Toronto, win that championship by 10, 12 points, and then you've got to go in the middle eights then and play against sides in the league above you to get promoted. So really if you've been the best side in that league, you should be rewarded with that promotion. So you'll have to have your finances in the finances in, in order, aren't you? Which you should have if you if you're top of the championship. But so it's exciting times I think.
1: Yeah, his name's Robert Elson, um he's he used to work for Everton, uh, I think it was as is his
0: CEO? I think so. Yeah, he seems he seems a bright guy. He he seems like he's he's got his head switched on, and and the the thing that that I like about it, he's not got any club ties as a he's not got club ties in, in in Super League or Championship. Or he's not gonna favour anybody. He's coming in with a clean slate, and um, he looks like he's going to bring a bit of the uh, sort of the flair back to, to Super League, and, and you know. I think he, I think he's good. I think he's gonna be a breath a breath of a breath of fresh air if I get my words out. So yeah, I'm looking forward to his ideas and, and what he's gonna to bring to the table.
1: I think it's good obviously having promotion and relegation. It's not as much jeopardy um having just one up, one down. Uh but how do you keep the teams who aren't at the bottom kind of motivated but who aren't too close to the top to compete? That's the question, you know, for me. Uh do you add another cup competition or something like that to keep them all interested? That's the that's the big question.
0: They're still gonna have the top eight next season. The Super League, I presume they are, yeah. aren't they? So you're still going to be so if you've got 12 teams in Super League, you're still battling for that top eight. So you've only got 9th, 10th and 11th. Mm. Surely those sides are all going to be battling for the top eight. You might have two teams at the bottom that are battling for relegation, but I suppose that there'll be a lot to play for, won't there? If you're not in that top eight, you're probably going to be in the relegation battle, aren't you? So to avoid that uh, that bottom spot, but that's the same in any league, you know, if it's football, rugby union, rugby league, or whatever. You're always going to have like a middle ground, aren't you, where teams are sort of a uh, you know. Not much to play for really at the end of the season, but that's what it's all about. You've got to challenge yourself and, and make sure you, you're good enough to, if you get in that top eight, get to the, the top four. But uh, I think promotion and relegation uh, is a must, and we, they've cried out for it, haven't they? And they're uh, still going to have a million pound game, aren't they? Between the two teams in the Championship, I believe, this is the first and second. I think that's what I've read into it anyway. We'll have to have a proper read it's because it's off the present as we do in the podcast. But I thought the team that finishes top of the Championship plays the second place side of the million pound game, that team gets promoted. But perhaps I've read it wrong, but we'll know more about it for the next week's podcast won't we yeah
1: we'll, we'll, we'll cover over the cracks next <laughs> week <laughs> 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 our own work don't we <laughs> yeah we can't just turn up and do it anymore pa. we need to start making stuff <laughs> <laughs> so to start uh, you know think about things um, next bit of news uh, Nando's um, if you're a seized ticket holder um, you can get 20% off the The team went there uh, this week for a feast of chicken delight Um Ben, have you ever
0: been to Nando's at the oh, Chill Factor? I've never been to the one at the Chill Factor. I've been to the one at the Trafford Centre and I've been to the one at Ashton. I've not had any tea tonight, so he made me hungry now. But just going back to the squad, i tell you what, about the they had them out of house and home, didn't they? 20-odd <laughs> you know, players going in at Nando's. He's a load of chefs in there, wouldn't you? Yeah. It's basically twenty percent off uh, if you go between d- uh, twelve and six on
1: a Monday to Friday, or ten percent off if you're a season ticket holder at any time, or ten percent off on a match day. So if you fancy your chicken, it's
0: a perfect place to go. Well, it's a good idea because it's not far now on the new road to to, either, to, to walk across there from the Chill Factory. Just go and have a bit of tea there. You can leave your car there, I think, can't you? Um, and then walk across to to the to the ground. So so yeah, that'd be a good night out. That would not it to go to uh, Nando's before the game. Yeah. I love, love a bit of Nando's. Favourite kind of. uh. We should do that, well, I'll tell you what, if you get your score prediction right, I will treat you to a meal that, there, can't that And it? that's where your meal can be at Nando's. Oh. get my discount then, can't I? Oh, come on, come on! We'd be so excited
1: if that comes in. Especially witness this week, if we if it comes in, Paul, I to that. Well,
0: your old prediction then, what was it there? 30 yeah. points to 10 or something. <laughs> yeah.
1: I did, I, did, I have these visions, Paul. I have these visions that, you know, it's going to be our, our moment.
0: Uh, well, I'm hoping your vision this week's going to be a bit more realistic. <laughs> it's not 2020 vision anyway.
1: No. So, other news as well. Um, Salford player Levy Enzonge uh, has moved to Swinton on loan. Um, you know, he seems like an, a good player. I've seen a couple of times play for Swinton, uh, and he'll only help his development uh, playing with the Lions.
0: Yeah, we well, played um, played a couple of times for Salford. Had he? Wigan game away from home. I remember him playing in that game. He's quite raw at the moment, Levy, isn't he? Um, you know, he's got talent though and I think that talent just needs nurturing, and if if we can get the the best out of him by getting him on loan there, getting him a bit of match fitness and match experience at Swinton, they play Halifax this weekend, don't they, in a a crunch game in the Championship, so that's a decent standard, Halifax are in the top four in the Championship, so they're going to come and give Swinton a really good game, so he's tested himself at a good level there, and if it brings him on, and helps him out with his career at Salford, I'm all for that, so uh, that's good work from Ian Watson and Ian Bleed. Yeah,
1: I suppose it's opportunity in it for him to to try and put in big performances and catch the eye of Ian Watson, because he's got, you know people out and about you know watching these players that go on loan and you know if they put in a big performance they get the chance to play in the first team and and then they can only go better from there i think
0: yeah, certainly that's what it's all about, isn't it? I mean, I don't particularly agree with the dual reg. I don't I don't like that, but sending players out on loan, I think, is, 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 better, is a better idea to, to me rather than the dual reg. So, yeah, if we can leave him there for a month, gets him a bit of experience, bit of game time under his belt, keeps him match fit as well with no reserves, and, you know, there's, there's no way for the guys to play. So, you've got to go and keep themselves fit. You can't be sat on the sidelines. You're going to end up getting rusty, aren't you? So, Levy's a, Levy's a talent, and he's a raw bone player, as I said before, and... I think he's a guy with his huge potential in the game, and if we can uh, get him firing and, and, and get him playing at Swinton there and, and uh, putting some bigots in there and, and getting some fitness, I'm sure he'll have a big say for us the end of the season.
1: Yeah, other news, uh, Club 13 uh, are running an event tomorrow at the uh, Spinning Fields in Central Manchester, the XYZ building. It's basically uh, a feminine touchdown women driving sport. It's got Joanne Hawkins, Sally Richardson and Jennifer Lace uh, talking about business and, and sport. And, you know, I think it's a great thing uh, they put on this and hopefully lots of people will turn up
0: yeah certainly Joanne does a lot of great work for the Salford for supporters trust she's the secretary of the the, the trust and uh, you know the fans trust and she does a lot of good work there and it's great to see great to see that and uh, I'm sure that'll be a good day tomorrow
1: yeah that's what you want you want you know to attract businesses don't you into into that and you know that's only going to help rugby league in the area that you know if the businesses get involved and able to kind of fund it and you know drive income in
0: towards it it's going to be great for everybody Certainly isn't that's that's what you got to do these days, haven't you? With all the competition of what, what's out there with businesses and things like, that. if we can work with them and and get them invested in the club and, and working alongside us, that's uh, that's great stuff. And also, obviously, you know, getting you know women
1: in, in sport and in business, you know, it's important they get you know, the opportunity to themselves and, and hopefully
0: grow bigger and better. Yeah, well, and if you're you're the best person for the job, or a woman, I mean, it's quite you put me on the spot, yeah the job the women deserve the chance don't they and uh, i need to be careful what i say here, Rob. <laughs> 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 but i'm sure that'll be a great event and there's a lot of good women involved in rugby league i don't that you mentioned that very switched on good business woman and she does a lot of good work for salford so uh so good day tomorrow ladies
1: yeah be great stuff if you can get down there and support that
0: um support us just news poll uh, lot's going on in as well for them yeah certainly adrian morley night the sportsman's dinner this coming at Beulah Park, so there's still tickets. They're going thick and get on the page. Twitch with the lads there. Dennis Riley uh, saying get on their tickets if you want to go to that. Run again on uh, on Thursday night. The, the routes of them though. You'll be, if you've used the bus before, there's one that goes from Walton and the one that goes round around uh, the height, that sort of way. So get on there, get on the bus and get down to the the ground because it's it's good. It's, it's cheap as well, and you can pay contactless with your card, cash or whatever. So you don't have to draw money out or anything like that. Just jump on the bus, dead easy. Yeah, I think it's great. The
1: supporters are just doing so much, uh, you know, to help.
0: Oh, it's growing, Rob, isn't it? I mean, it started every one bus. Now you've got two. I mean, this time next year you could have three and four. And I think it's that that's great that the supporters just have organised that and, and put that together. So hats off to them. It's getting people to the game. You know, you couldn't get there. You've not got cars and things like that yeah
1: it helps grow the club and helps grow the supporters trust and you know the more people involved in that and get behind it you know it's only going to benefit us the fans and the club and the supporters trust so you know let's hope it grows bigger and bigger how many people is it 500 now is it more than that now
0: I'm not too sure last time I heard it was about 400 I think or something like that. but it might be more than that was a while ago last time I I, I, did, I wasn't involved in the, the counting of, of people and that I know uh, I don't need do the memberships now but it's grown it, it certainly has grown people have uh, been getting involved you see all the stuff that's on Twitter I mean I don't go on there much, but there's always Stuff happening, isn't there? On there, I get a bit lost in it all, but there's always things going on. Uh, So yeah, just get involved, and if you can, if you can join, it's ten pounds to join for your membership, and uh, you can have your say, can't you? And get involved at the meetings and things like that. I'm sure there'll be some coming up soon, and they do a lot of events as well, don't they? We've been to the last couple, haven't we? And really enjoyed them. So uh, so yeah, get involved.
1: Yeah. So that's all news coming out of uh, Solfora Devils this week. And next up, we're going to be talking about the defeat against Hull on Friday. this in the detail and this is your big match review so so for a against hull fc 45 points to 14 on friday night paul um disappointing result for, well it's not is it disappointing result because obviously hull is a tough place to go uh but i think it was that manner of the performance in that first sort of half an hour even though hull were white hot we dropped a lot of ball
0: was disappointing Rob looking at the, the players that all had missing you had no Danny out in there, there's no Mark Sneedy in there. There are no quite a lot of young players in the side as well, especially towards the end of the game. It was a poor start to go thirty seven nil down, I mean there was there was there was twenty four nil up after nineteen minutes. So that's a poor start that and you know looking back at some of the tries, some of the defence was really soft there, wasn't it? So so yeah, you, we, <laughs> I'm not saying I expected us to go there and win, but you expect a better fight than that, I think. The thing is Hull were pretty good in
1: that first half an hour and you know yeah we didn't act, we didn't help ourselves we dropped a lot of ball in, in that period and Hull took advantage and like you say in rugby league it, you know it's a momentum sport and if you get that run on we dropped the two we dropped two balls in the first in the first two sets then they scored then we had an interception try um, from from me was it from from Mario from Eunil? You, know? you know that turns the game for me and, and at that point you know what Salford head's dropped and at 37-0 at half time you know I we watched Salford for a long time have not we and I was thinking here we are it's going to be a massacre this.
0: yeah I was thinking back to 2004 and the 82-6 <laughs> I had images of that that room but you know thankfully we managed to dig it in the second half but it, to me it's the, the the errors at the moment silly penalties we're giving away daft errors you know we give two tries away from interception passes there's 12 points straight away so you, you can't afford to do that can you and the completion rate was was bobbins in the first half wasn't it i mean second half, i think it's about 80 percent wasn't it and and we won the second half so there's no coincidence there if you keep holding a ball you, you know, your other team's not going to score, are they? So you can't afford to give teams a, a leg up like that, especially a side like all they're a decent side. They've got some good outside backs, got plenty of pace in the side. And if you give them a, any sort of leg up, you are going to get punished. Yeah, well, the flip side of that, Paul, was second half very
1: good. Very, I thought they were very, very good in in, in the circumstances which we find ourselves in, because um, obviously we thought they could have would have been a batting collapse on, but they dug in, they dug in, and they won that second half. And defense was solid, uh, and when pressure when they put pressure on Hull and they completed the sets, you know, they they, they look like scoring. So, you know, looking at that performance in that second half, you're thinking it could be a springboard for something better in the next couple of weeks.
0: It's got to be that game's gone now against Hull. You, you can't keep going to that. I mean, the cynics might say that, that Hull put the cue on the rack. I mean, I don't know. I don't like going into that. We'll have to just we'll just leave it where it is because that game's gone. We've got to, like you said, we've got to use that. Ian Watson's got to use that as his springboard, hasn't? He? And I'm sure he will do. I mean, he said to you, didn't he, in his his interview, that you know they've got they've got to take the positives out of that. There's nothing else they can do because witness is now a massive game, and we must be low on confidence. You know, 60 feet on the spin, losing becomes an habit, doesn't it? And y- your heads drop. And I think y- you're to tell me at the start of that game there we went sort of 12 nil down 10 nil down did heads drop I mean it looked like they did I watched the, the tries today on a Super League show and, it, and it, it's, it's hard it? once you, you go behind there it's, it's hard to sort of get that once a side gets a bit of momentum especially Hull there at the, away there it's a tough place to go and once they get a bit of momentum ball, bounce the ball goes their way and you've had it then, haven't you
1: yeah it was a bit like that Paul but we're looking at a, you know, a whole team there, full of good, you know, even though we got a few missing, you know, they've got some good players in there, and they took advantage of of Salford's sort of, you know, what's the word, I'm looking for kind of slow start, and you know, it wasn't it wasn't the best half we've ever played, but second half they dug in, and that's as a fan, that's all you can ask for in 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 a game, you know, the Salford tried and I thought they did in that second half
0: just need to try in the first half as well. well it's
1: true, it is true. But the thing is though, you got you've got to look at the positives. Bottom line, at 37 nil down at half time, you look you you know, many, many sofa teams in the past will have will have folded like a pack of cards there, and we're looking like 80 nil. So to, to win that second half, it's a positive.
0: Yeah, I can see where you're coming from. I can see where you're coming from. It's just disappointing, the, the manner of the defeat, I suppose. But on the flip side of that, as you say, there uh, Jack Littlejohn playing at full-back. Nine levels is a big miss, and it's going to take Jack time to, to bed into a new position. And I think he'll be the first to admit he was disappointed in that first half. But as you said, he seemed to grow in confidence in the second half and, and had a better second half. So if we can take that into this witness game, we've got to do, haven't we? We can't sit there and feel sorry for ourselves and say, oh, he was crapping that first half against we've got to We've got to push forward now. And I was really pleased listening to it on the radio that we, you know, I was... I wouldn't say I was happy in the second half. I was depressed as anything on Saturday. I was all right, moody bugger. But but it was it was nice to see us score some points because I was, I was dreading us getting nilled again. You know, this season we've been nilled twice already, haven't we, and you know, only scored two at St. Helens. So it was, it was good to get some points on the board. And especially for them poor travelling supporters who've gone all the way up there on a Friday night as well. The, the worst thing that they could have had is, is another nil against the club. So, yeah, let's take the positives out of it and uh, move on to witness.
1: Yeah, but yeah, so despite his, his two interceptions, I thought he did quite well at fullback. You know, was quite safe on the high ball. Tackling was fine, and also I think with because he's playing fullback, he's got extra space to 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 play and work in uh, which is only going to build his confidence. You know, only needs one you know half break, and he could be you know it could be the big thing for him uh, for this season.
0: I think Jack's put. To, to speak up for Jack and give him a bit of defence, I think he's put a lot of effort in this season. He's really trying hard, and I think sometimes he's been trying a bit too hard. He's come over to a new country and to settle in. I know he gets an awful lot of flack on social media. I mean, I don't do loads of social media, but I have seen it. I've seen the stuff people say about him, I and mean, everyone's entitled to their opinion, aren't they? And people might say, oh, you're defending him and he's this, that, and the other. But I wish him all the best. I really hope he, he turns things around because he seems a nice bloke as well off the field. And, you know, let's hope he can have a great game against Witness on, on Thursday because you know deserves a shot doesn't he Rob and we've not got anybody else there to bring in so it's alright people saying oh drop this guy drop that guy drop the other we've not got players there to, to bring in Ian Watson's only got those players at his disposal um, so I, I just hope they all turn up on, on Thursday night and uh, do the business yeah uh, we spoke to well I spoke to Ian Watson uh,
1: after the game against Hull uh, and this is what he had to say <laughs> Coach's corner. So I'm joined by Ian Watson, tough defeat tonight against Hull.
2: Yeah, um, very poor first um, 20 minutes opening to the game, really kind of killed it for us really, conceded two tries on last tackles and then two interception tries. Yeah, obviously that first sort of half an hour Hull were running white hot, it's difficult as a coach to try and turn that around isn't it? Oh, it is, it's, it's the momentum in games um, is the key thing for us, and we wanted to get Hull in an arm wrestle tonight, we knew they'd had a tough game last weekend, um, they had a couple of knocks, so we wanted to kind of put them in an arm wrestle, but our failure to complete sets at the beginning of the game kind of killed that off for us. Yeah, obviously, second half came, we were trailing 37-0, yeah. what was it like in that changing room? Well, we, we spoke quite clearly and kind of honestly as a group, that obviously the start had been really, really poor, but... Again, we'd invited them in to kind of score. And what we just said is that we need to complete some sets here and then show what we can do when we get the ball. Because there there were certain points with our D which we've been looking at, which were kind of really positive for us. But again, we're conceding late in the tackle counts or we're conceding on the back of an error, which is kind of it's not good enough for us as a kind of team really in our D system so we spoke about kind of completing sets building a little bit of pressure and then just seeing where it kind of took us from there Yeah, second half though yep. played well in that second half outscored Hull three yep. tries to one that's a good sign hopefully we can take a little bit of confidence in that we, look we started playing some really good stuff in the second half but that's what we can do when we hold the ball and in training we're playing that kind of stuff and we're moving the ball and we're asking lots of questions but the key thing is holding the ball and that's what we didn't do in the first half if we developed the ball in the first half especially early that first 20 minutes you'd probably have a different game on your hands
1: yeah obviously a few battered and bruised boys in that in that
2: yeah. dressing room what do you think of the injury list? is it growing and growing yeah well this this four who um, look like they're going to potentially be doubtful for next week as well. So we just need to uh, see where they are and recover well this week because it's another short turnaround for us.
1: Yeah, but you've got some new bodies in. Ed Chamberlain and yeah. Greg, is it Burke? Greg
2: Burke? yeah. You know, what will they add to the squad? Yeah, oh, Greg's, a, Greg's a middle. So he'll add kind of what we had with Weller in the middle, really. So he, he leads the, from the front, to be fair. He carries um, the pack forward, which he's been doing at Widness. He's got an offload game in him as well. Defensively, he can hit and he likes to work hard for his team as well on off the ball stuff. Um, Ed Chamberlain's a, a different kind of player Obviously he's a bit more silky on the edge He's got some real talent about him And some real speed um, Which is something we've been Kind of screaming out for On, on the edges of getting um, a couple more players in
1: Yeah, obviously witness on Thursday yep. Massive game now yep. um, Hopefully,
2: got to get a win sooner or later Yeah, that's it It's all about getting the win That's it We spoke to you a couple of weeks now I said about this getting, this getting the win It's about holding the ball's key If we hold the ball You can see what we can do Second half We can start to play some decent football I know they had a few young lads out towards the back end of the second half, but we were asking questions and we were playing with some little bits of confidence there as well. And although some things didn't come up to us, at least we turn when we did turn the ball over, we we'll turn it over near their try line, so then we can defend that. First half, we were turning it over near our try line, and that's always difficult, no matter who you're playing.
1: Well, I suppose you can't really coach that. Players drop balls. It's one of them things. That <laughs> yeah, it's
2: difficult. We 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 do drill after drill, um, and even as simple as play the ball drills. We dropped a load against Lee, kind of there, and we we're doing lots of different stuff on kind of you play the ball and techniques and all that kind of stuff. And then the week after, we don't have them kind of play the ball areas. We end up having an errors on the edge when yeah. somebody's jamming us down, like the interception again today. So it's kind of a roundabout all the time, but you, we've got to make sure we kind of cover everything as a coaching team and try and prepare the team as best we can. Yeah,
1: obviously the players are working hard, you're working hard. Yeah. Pressure is building, but I'm yeah. sure there's plenty of games to go to yeah. get us in that eight.
2: Yeah, look, the good thing is last week is we, we built um, we had some real good time to do some real good training as a kind of a group as well. Um, and then we've got two new guys in as well, which will all freshen us up. The big thing what we have to do as a, um, a team is when we're not playing well... Um, as individuals or as a team then that's when I have to make choices on the back end of that and no matter which way it kind of goes I've got to make the decision best for the team there so if that means moving a player on bringing other players in to freshen that group and make sure that people realise that there's competition here it's the seriousness of the position what we want is we want people just 100% committed for playing for Salford
1: yeah talking about making choices Jack a little John at fullback because yep. Nile levels broke his leg yep. played well tonight I thought
2: yeah just the two interceptions just hurt him which he's hurt with in there as well but look that's that's Jack learning that position we'll take that because that's a um, Jack playing as a half-back, coming out the fullback and then seeing a winger jamming in his face, which he doesn't get as a half-back, is normally being able to attack the line first. So to make them calls, the tough decisions to make, whether you're Gaz O'Brien or whether you're Nile Evels on the back of that. Um, so yeah, that was a bit of teething issues from Jack, but overall I thought he did really well.
1: Yeah, so good luck next weekend to yeah. win this, and cheers, hopefully
2: we'll uh, we record a win. Yeah, cheers, mate. Yeah, cheers, mate. Definitely. Thanks, cheers, thanks mate. very much. Thanks a lot, Paul. coach's corner so
1: that was Ian Watson talking after the game against Hull Paul and obviously he thought to himself he's had a, he's had a you know three problems but you know it's all about building
0: yeah I think so pretty kind of that. And, uh, he, I was expecting him to be really downbeat and but he wasn't he, he seemed positive and quite philosophical about things and you know they're desperate for this win aren't they desperate to get this win and like you said to him, Ian Watson didn't go out there and drop ball and make mistakes, did he? They can only do what they do on the on the training pitch. And he was right about the I think it was a league game where we made so many errors from the the, play the ball, that we? Knocking on fundamental errors that you you know we wouldn't expect school kids to make. So Ian can't be held responsible for that. Those players is some senior players in there, some very experienced players, and it's about time now that they stood up and were counted. and I think witness let's go into that game, they're low on confidence as well. They've lost nine on the tr- on the trot. So or eight on the trot, or whatever it is, so let's go into that game, fast start, and come up with a result.
1: Obviously, you know, pressure is building on Ian Watson, uh, but obviously, with his challenge cut semi-final, and his top eight finish, you know, we've got to give the guy time, haven't we, to, to turn this round?
0: Yeah, I, I can't believe he said that, during the pressure is was building, him. I've never said that to him, but... Um, yeah, obviously, it's, it's, that's that sport for you, Rob. At any level, isn't it? You, you know, football, rugby, union, golf—not golf. Or not golf it's not, it's, you know, team sport, golf. What am I on about? <laughs> Cricket or whatever. You know, team sports like that pressure builds, doesn't it? And, and it, people demand results, don't they? Um, and that's that's how that how, how it is these days, isn't it? And you look at Dennis Betts, who's just lost his job at, at Witness. he had been there eight years. Um, Ian Watson's done a, done a great job for us alright people might say you're on a bad run from, from last season but look at the, the assets he's, he's had taken away from him the players that haven't been replaced you've, you've got rid of Gareth O'Brien this season who we've not replaced which is a big hole out we your side one of your pivots so it's like anything if you're a carpenter and you, you have all your tools taken away from you, you're not going to be able to do your job as, as well the next the next day are you so I feel for him in a way but on the other side of the coin you feel for the, for the people in charge of the club the board because they've not got the money to bring players in so it's a struggle and to me we've all got to pull together we've all got you know support the club it's a hard time for us at the moment you know financially it's a hard time on the pitch and really by slagging him off and slagging players off you're not helping anybody really are you you know so i like being a salford support when you're getting semi-finals and finishing fourth in the regular season you've got to be a salford support when you're at the bottom of the table as well you know, Salford's for life. It's not just for Christmas. It's true, though, Robbie. We, we joke, but it is true. You've got to stick with him now, and this is the time when 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 the club needs us, and it needs us to stick behind him. And you can, you can say what you want about you know keeping the faith and all that. That word gets banded about all over the show these days, doesn't it? But you do. You've got to keep the faith now, and I'm sure you know there might be some good times around the corner, but they might seem distant at the moment. But let's just let's just get behind him now because he needs us behind him.
1: Yeah, we didn't have we didn't have many uh, three word match reports this week because there wasn't that many people up in all. Um so, uh, chairman Bob nothing nothing nothing. Um and um yeah, that was about some up really in that first half. Who was his man the match? He didn't have one. Right. Um, but yeah, it was disappointing. <laughs> I was just reading a <laughs> few there's a few, there's a few the but comments. I don't think we'll 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 read them because I, I don't see the point in 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 you know calling people out. Uh, Martin Scholes asked me if I was still optimistic about Salford and yeah I am I'm, I'm still confident this team is good enough to get us in the eight
0: I know Martin's a diehard supporter, oh, like yeah. us as well and his, his brother as well so and yeah and I'm sure they're optimistic they're there come like us with rain or shine aren't they so like I said to you before we were doing the radio and like, what are you going to do pack up and go home you're just going to keep going aren't you and sticky man obviously we're all disappointed with the way results are going but it's like anything you forgive them don't you? The day after and you're there next week so that's what we'll be doing on Thursday and hoping to turn things around.
1: Yeah, so that's our report uh, talking about the defeat against Hull. And next up, we have Paul Whitesides. I'm at report.
0: Right, well here is this week's Devil in the Detail amateur report. We'll start off with the amateur news this week because there's quite a bit to get through. The British Amateur Rugby League Association has confirmed the lineup for the Bala Lions Open Age Tour of Fiji which gets underway in November. There's two local players that are involved in that. That's Aidy Gleason and Declan Sheridan of Rochdale Mayfield. So we wish those lads all the best in their tour of Fiji later on this year. Wales have announced a 22-man train-on squad ahead of the next month's Student Home Nations Championships. Coach Paul Emanuel has picked a few local lads from the North West region, Alan Davis of Liverpool John Moores University, David Rees of Manchester University, Billy Forrester of West Cheshire and Ryan Griffiths of the Wigan Warriors Sports Education Academy have all been picked in his his 22-man training squad. So good luck to those lads when that tournament gets underway later on uh, in the near future. Right, turning our attention now to the National Conference Leagues, there was one match on Thursday night last week, the 7th of June, Saddleworth Rangers had a good win, they won away from home against Lee East by 24 points to 16, the rest of the games were played on Saturday, and those games were in the Premier Division, it was Rochdale-Mayfield 18, Mighton Warriors 24, and in Division 3, Beverly beat Waterhead Warriors by 90 points to nil and Salford City Roosters they had a great win they won away from home 44 points to 8 against Stanley Rangers Rangers really struggling there bottom of the table but it was a big win for Salford City Roosters Kenny Sackfield led the way with a hat-trick George Kemp crossed twice and Paul Morgan also chipped in with a try and 8 goals with Steve Barry also popping over a try so a big win for Salford City Roosters the fixtures this coming Saturday the 16th of June it's a mammoth task for Rochdale Mayfield they're away from home against Hunslet Club Parkside Hunslet are top of the Premier Division played at 12-1-12 with a points to Difference of 209 points. They're currently eight points in front of Egremont Rangers in second place. So they're romping away with the league at the moment. So a big task ahead for Rochdale-Mayfield there this week. That's a half-two kick-off on Saturday. In Division 2, Saddleworth Rangers are at home to West Bowling In Division 3, Clockface Miners take on Waterhead Warriors. Millen play Oldham St. Anne's and Salford. City Roosters are at home to Beverley. Big game for Salford City Roosters. Beverley at top of Division 3. Played 10 10 So there's some tough games for our local sides this coming Saturday. Now, turn our attention to the North West Men's League. On Friday night, the action got underway, the 8th of June. Manchester Rangers 24, Oldham St. Anne's a 34. That was in Division 2. In Division 2 on Saturday, Berry Broncos 16, Lee East a 22. Division 3, Burtonwood Bridge 16, Langwith Reds 34. West Haughton Lions had a big win. They beat Chester Gladiators by 68 points to 10. In Division 4, Saddleworth Rangers a 34, Runk on 10. And in Division 5, Bolton Mets 12, Four. the fixtures for Saturday the 16th of June in the Premier Division is West Bank Bears against Folly Lane in Division 1 Pilkington Rex A against Rochdale Mayfield A Division 2 is Oldham St. Anne's A against Berry Broncos Alverston against Manchester Rangers and in Division 3 Eccleston Lions are at home to Langwith Reds Rochdale Cobras play Crossfields A and West Horton Lions play the Wollstone Rovers A in Division 4 Caddy Z Rhinos are at home to Saddleworth Rangers A Division 5 New Spring Lions play Bolton Mets and Littleborough play Berry Broncos A and the is one fixture in the Merit League, and that's Burnley and Pendle against Ashton Underline. And finally, this week, the Northwest Youth League. There's just a couple of fixtures this week, It's quite a few no results and postponements, but the only results we have got were in the Northwest Youth Shield and Plate that was played on Sunday. That's the under 16s, and the results there were Rochdale 20, Tattooheath 30, and Saddleworth 4, Waterhead 42. There are no fixtures received for Sunday the 17th of June so we'll keep you posted on that next week that's it from me I shall see you on Thursday night for Salford against Witness
1: so that was Paul Whiteside's AMA report talking about all the local sides and their fixtures and results for this week Uh, next up we're going to be talking about the Witness game on Thursday It's time for the of the So, Solvay Devils take on Witness Vikings on Thursday night at the AJ Bell Stadium. Paul, massive game for both sides. This it could be winner-take-all. Well,
0: yeah, with the cushion we've got over Witness at the moment, they've only got six points. We've got a four-point cushion, mm. so it's it's vital for both sides, isn't it? I mean, even with witness win, they're still, they still behind us, aren't they? They look, I won't say a dead duck, but they look sort of odds on now, don't they, for, for the bottom four. I, I can't see them getting out of it now. They're going to have to win some games. And like I said before, they've got another two away games on the trot after us as well. So it's going to be difficult for them to get out of it. We've still got a lifeline, I think, if we can get a result here. I think defeat for us on, on Thursday, it's going to be really, really tough to make the, the top eight. Then. And if I'm honest with you, Rob, if we do lose, I can't see us making the top eight then. So that's why it's vitally important we come out and get the result.
1: Obviously, new blood coming into to the side. Um, you're hoping that you know we, we can put on a big performance in front of our own fans because we've we've had a few you know non performances and it'll be big and hopefully this week it'll be different.
0: Yeah, we've had a few non performances at home, haven't we? Especially the Huddersfield game. That was a really disappointing night. You know, leading at half time. there, that second half we, we was really poor. And Huddersfield are a side that have really gained momentum now. They went and won at Leeds on the, on Friday night just gone. So I think they've won about five or six on the bounce. So it's just just shows you what a win can do. And uh, since their new coach has come in, they've, uh, they've turned the corner, as of Catalan Dragons as well, which is it's a difficult thing for us, really. You've got two sides down there in the bottom end of the table, and Catalan and Huddersfield, who've sort of hit form at the right time. And, th- and both those sides now look like they've got a chance of getting out of it. So if we don't start winning, we're going to be cut adrift from those two teams, and then we're down there with Holkar and, and Widnes. So it's vitally important we get a result. Those two sides, as I said before, Catalan and Huddersfield play each other this weekend at Huddersfield. So... I mean, I can't remember who I predicted now, but that game could go either way. I mean, Catalan won there a few weeks ago in the Challenge Cup, so one of those sides you would have thought is going to get a result, or someone's going to get a point out of the if it's a draw, so there's more points there on offer. Uh um, has got this week? Let's just have a peep. Could be anybody. League Express, they're playing on. Okay, no, where are they? Castleford away on Sunday, so that'll be a tough game. I can't see okay i get a result there, so if we can get that result, that takes us four points. In front of the Hulkingston Rovers then as well, so it's vitally important we get this result.
1: Yeah, Gavin Benyon, um, who debuted early in the
0: season against Wing Warriors,
1: comes into the 19. Big
0: opportunity for him. He's been playing for Swinton. Yeah, well, we've got a bit of a hole in the team. Out with Matt Flanagan's missing, isn't he? And there's one or two other injuries, Josh Jones as well. So Gavin Benyon's going to have to step up now and and play. I'm sure Daniel Murray will be in the side as well. George Griffin, who from from what I saw played played reasonably well against against Hull, so he's got to uh, got to stamp his authority on the game as well. Witness so though, they've got some dangerous players, and if you look at their squad, it's hard to to, to understand why they, they're struggling so much in the league. I, I know they've been hampered by injuries this season, they've had quite a few injuries, and they're getting players back now. But as I said before, they've pushed teams well, they've not really been hammered all season, they, they've been there or thereabouts in a lot of the games. And with a guy like Reece Hansbridge, Joe Mellor, you know, Danny Craven, they've got some real good youngsters, a good pair of half backs as well. And uh, Matt Whitley, I think his name is the forward. He's impressed me every time I've seen him. He's another youngster that's come through there. So Dennis Betts has done a good job there, I think. they brought some good youth players through. They've been on limited resources as well. And I think he could hold his head up high when he when he left there a few weeks ago. Uh, so, yeah, I'm expecting a really tough game against witness.
1: Yeah, Rhys Hambury, he's he's a danger man for, for witness. Joe Mellor, Arvan, always always a try scorer as well. And you know, Salford have to be top of the top of the uh, top of the game to get a result. And hopefully, it'll kind of build confidence
0: if they do win. Yeah, another guy is Aaron Heremaya as well, the the hooker there. He seems to be around for years. I think he's about thirty six year old now. Played all over the show. He's, every time he plays against us, he seems to cause us problems. He did in the the. Um, the fixture at Widness earlier on in the season, he came on in that last sort of 20 minutes and, you know, speeded the game up around the rookies, a danger man for them as well. So they've got players, Rob, they're not, they're not, they're no mugs. I mean, I know they're near the bottom of the, the table, but as they proved against us earlier in the season, they, they, they beat us, you know, not comfortable, it was, a, it was a tight game really, but they did a number on us, didn't they, at their place. So we need to be switched on, definitely.
1: Um, give us your score prediction for the game against
0: Widness. Well, I did a bit of a preview um, in the week, and I did my match to remember was our first game back in Super League in 2004. After we got promoted, we played Widnes at home, and we won 24 points to 12. I remember that game. We played really well in that match, and um, so I'm using that as a bit of an omen. So I've gone 24-12 for Salford. 24-12.
1: Here he goes. Is a Nando's an offer, offer? I'm thinking Salford at home, confident now. We've got a good, good second half result against Hull. New players coming in, Ed Chamberlain, diving over, just win it for Salford, thinking witness 10, no, Salford so Red Devils, yeah, Salford so Red Devils, 26, witness 10, 26-10.
0: So, right, if, if you get this right then, what are you going to happen? Nando's, what's your food of choice? Because I think, don't you get like a, a main and two sides at Nando's, is that how it works? I'm thinking, like, I'm thinking of like a, a half a chicken, really. Sides then, um, fries and
1: uh, salad because I'm w- I'm watching my weight.
0: Right, well I'm going to have uh, half a chicken like yourself. <laughs> I'll have a uh, garlic bread yeah. and that spicy rice. Cool, and I'll say t- I'll
1: bring me season ticket so we can get twenty percent off.
0: Nice, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for the beer after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: never know you never know so that's the end of this week's uh, Devil The Detail podcast um, don't forget you've got uh, the supporters trust uh, event coming up at Beulah Hill Park and you've got the buses going uh, all around the city picking people up for the game on Thursday uh, hopefully we'll get a big crowd I know it's a Thursday
0: Paul uh, but hopefully people will turn up yeah, definitely. It's a Thursday, but you know the club needs us at the moment, don't they? Needs need to get behind and we need to create a big atmosphere on, on, on Thursday night and we're desperate for the win, so let's all get down there, get behind the lads and, uh, and cheer them on to what should be a great victory, but a very, very nervous night. I can't, I can't stop thinking about it. I'm going to sleep sleepless night now It's next couple of nights, mate.
1: Yeah, so that's the end of this week's Devil in the Detail podcast. I've been Rob Parkinson. You can find us on Facebook, Devil in the Detail SRD. You can find us on Twitter, at DITDSRD. And you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Radio Contact. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.
0: 24 hours a day. My radio contact.